0: You're listening to the Illustration Hour podcast, an interview podcast where I talk to illustrators, art directors, and agents about the craft and business of illustration. My name is Julia Dufosse and I'm an editorial and commercial illustrator based in Chicago. And I'm chatting with creatives within the world of illustration to learn about their process, the challenges they faced along the way, and how to succeed as an illustrator today. Welcome back to the Illustration Hour. I'm Julia Dufosse, your host and fellow illustrator. This week, I'm so happy to bring you an interview with Alva Skog. Alva is a Swedish illustrator based in London. You can find Alva on Instagram at alva.skog or on their website at alvaskog.com. Alva has a Bachelor in Graphic Design from Central St. Martin's. They started illustrating professionally a couple of years ago, and since then they have worked with clients like Apple, The Guardian, and The New York Times. Alva also won the ADC Young Gun Award in 2019 and was shortlisted for the World Illustration Awards in 2019. Their recognizable style of wonderfully proportioned characters, and their careful handling of topics like feminism and inequality have earned Alva a reputation as an in artist and illustrator. So in this conversation, we chat about Alva's path to illustration, how they figured out their style, why they put themselves to participate in competitions, and how they handled self-promotion. It was amazing to hear from Alva on how they managed to pierce through this crowded industry and make a name for themselves doing what they love and, more importantly, making their own rules. So, without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Alva Skog. Alva, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. It's very nice to be here. Yeah, I'm really happy that we could talk, even though um, there's a lot of things going on.
1: Yeah, it's a very strange time right now.
0: Yeah, Um, I know you're back home with your parents, right, at this moment?
1: Yes, I'm staying uh, with my parents and my sister in a small flat and with a dog and a cat. Uh, So, excuse any sounds that they make. Me. Yeah, may, may. I think
0: I just heard I just heard
1: a dog walking, I think. Yeah, <laughs> I don't
0: know. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh so you're originally from Stockholm, right?
1: Yes, I'm born in Stockholm, um and I moved to London in 2000 2015 and yeah. I've lived there since.
0: Yeah. So so I, I read online that you kind of you originally uh, studied fine art in Sweden and then yes. you made a decision to go to uh, Central St. Martin's in London.
1: Yeah, I did a two year fine art course in, um, I think, uh, I don't know the translation in English, but it's called uh, graphics kind of. And we did a lot of like printmaking, screen printing, mm-hmm. and etchings. Um, and that kind of um, led me into illustration. And that's why I. Applied for graphic design and illustration at Central
2: Saint Martins.
0: Why did you not uh, try to start your career right after your your first program? Did you feel like you needed more, or was there yeah, something that attracted you to Saint to Saint Martins? I think
1: uh, well, that course is more like a foundation, or like a pre-bachelor's. So it's not like a university. It's just um, it's almost like a foundation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's sort of like a precursor. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I didn't feel like I was ready. I felt like it was more the start of what I wanted to do. I wanted to get more, uh, like do a, a bachelor before I started working. Because I was mm-hmm. still, I hadn't found, like I wasn't sure I wanted to be an illustrator. I was more, I knew that it was something I was interested in and graphic design and, and art. So I just wanted to continue exploring that.
0: Were you drawing in this, in a similar style already or was it very different from what you draw like now?
1: It was very different. It was um, all black and white and I did these comics uh, that was based on my own life. Um, and then I also, I experimented a lot. I tried a lot of different things. I did like very realistic drawing or the, I did very abstract and I experimented a lot with screen printing and kind of layering and and also uh, I don't know if the right word is in English is but ink washing is kind of like you do these thin layers of ink on top of each other Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I experimented with that and kind of drawing from memory yeah so it was it was when I started when I studied at Central St. Martins that was when I started working with colors more
0: Uh uh-huh what so when you applied to St. Martin's what did you submit? Did you submit mostly like black and white comics? and
1: Yeah, I think so. It was a mix. But yeah, mostly black and white comics and a few of the, those ink washes.
0: Mm-hmm. Do, do you feel like St. Martin's really helped you to, to, to find your style? Yeah,
1: I think so. I think um, it was mostly my classmates that kind of inspired me and influenced me, but also I continued um, experimenting and exploring a lot at Santose Martin's. And I think it was in my in the end of my second year where I, I found the style I use today. Um, and that was a project like a personal project I did on the side and that I entered into a competition the DNA New Blood Awards.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, I won a yellow yellow pencil, and I think that was really gave me confidence in that I was doing something right because <laughs> professional people um, liked it. And but it was the the project was um, called Advice for my younger sister, and it was a project about or like aimed uh, for my younger sister who was fourteen at the time, and it uh, was about. Um, Kind of uh, telling her or showing her that she doesn't need to conform to this rigid box like idea of how society tells her how she should act and behave uh, or look. Mm -hmm. Um, So I drew these uh, women in these, uh, in the, so it was three posters and they were kind of cramped into the posters in uh, in, like uncomfortable positions. Um, And when I drew these characters, I was very aware of. Uh, how I depicted them. Like I wanted to move away from the stereotypical way how women are depicted in media and advertising. And uh, I didn't want them to be sexualized and I gave them body hair and like big hands and feet. And that was kind of the start to my style because it felt like it had um, some meaning behind why I chose to draw the women in that way. And now it's uh, become the way I, I kind of approach uh, every drawing I do is how I depict people. I want to mo- move away from stereotypes. I don't draw, I don't work around female identity m- that much anymore. It's more non binary characters, but it's still kind of like I'm, I'm trying to represent people without using, like, not falling into stereotypes.
0: Mhm mhm. And had you started doing that before that project or or did it start at that moment really?
2: I don't really remember, but I think I think that was kind of how I that was the project where I realized that's something I'm interested in, but
1: also it was kind of the first project where my personal um thoughts or like feminism and also my relationship to my sister kind of it was combined with illustration and i really thought that was nice in a way
0: yeah yeah, yeah so it sounds like it came from a very personal place and in, in fact that helped you really formulate better your style yes definitely yeah uh-huh and um it, it's so interesting to me also because it sounds like throughout your development, when you were developing your style, you were drawing a lot of people still, right?
2: Yes. Yeah, I've
1: always drawn people.
0: Yeah, that's quite interesting. Do you know why why you gravitated so much towards drawing uh, people? I don't know. That's a really interesting
1: question. I think that's just always been what I've been interested in
0: drawing. I think um,
1: when I was younger, I used to draw a lot of uh, manga.
0: Yeah, yeah. And such a di- such a different, yeah, such yeah. a different way of drawing people, yeah, yeah, and uh, uh,
1: I, yeah, I I think I, I'm still I I like drawing environments and scenery, but I I always prefer drawing people and the uh,
0: and the body, yeah. I, I think, yeah, I think for a lot of of illustrators and artists, it's so intimidating to represent the human form, mm. um, because you know there's a lot of well, it really depends what you're trying to do. I guess in your case, you're really trying to steer clear of stereotypes and try to represent the form in a different way mm. than you're used to seeing it or and, and you have such a uh, your your sense of perspective is so different from what you usually see. It really creates these interesting um forms and dynamics, I think. Uh Thank but you. yeah, yeah, but I I feel like there's just something I guess there's something in the way that you treat human form that in a way makes it very much yours and not something that you have to abide by rules or because when I think of of drawing people I think a lot about like life drawing and that's something where the rules are very they seem very strict, you know yeah. what I mean?
1: Yeah, I know what you mean. I I love life drawing, I think. For me it's almost like meditation. Um but I, I I agree with you. I did a life drawing uh, class this uh, term or like this uh, spring, and the the teacher was very strict about what was right and what was wrong.
2: Uh, but yeah. I think
1: I've also been to some life drawing classes where they're very uh, free, and I I prefer those because it's kind of like you can choose how you translate what you see.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm familiar with you know the atelier kind of like. Uh, approach to life drawing, which is, like, very rigid and... Oh, is that uh, take, is that the word for it? I, di- I didn't know. You know where they, like, calculate angles and... Oh, yeah. Do, mm. Yeah. It's very rigorous and uh, it's very, uh, really, based on realistically representing shadow and light and mm. and form. And it it's just, to me, it's always been really intimidating, that kind of drawing. Mm.
1: Yeah. It's almost, it's very very specific it can be I mean for those who enjoy it that's that's amazing but I think for me I I, um yeah I like to to really exaggerate or or bend the perspectives
0: have you ever felt like um I don't know like have you ever felt ambivalent about breaking those rules because you break a lot of rules in your in your work
2: um no,
0: I
1: think it was more like a liberation for me when I realized that I could break them. It was
2: kind of like I don't need to draw. Um, I can um, kind of
1: figure out myself how this space or this body is going to be shaped and it's still going to look like a person, but it's unrealistic in some way. Um I don't know if that makes sense, but it's kind of like, I, yeah, making my own rules, I guess. I think when mm-hmm. I realized I could do that, it was very liberating.
0: Yeah. The, and you're, I mean, the people you draw kind of have this common thread throughout their, they, they have a similar, you have a similar way of depicting people throughout your work, which mm. is like, I think one of the aspects is like a very small head or mm. a smaller head mm. and very large hands and very large feet and sort of um, mm. limbs are usually in a perspective that is exaggerated. Um, mm. Where did all those choices come from? Um, I think um,
2: the large
1: hands and feet uh, came from that first project I mentioned uh, that I did for uh-huh. my younger sister. And then it kind of evolved when I started Twisting the perspective a bit, a bit. I tried to uh, empower the characters, so I I started illustrating them so that the viewer is looking uh, up at them from below. Oh yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And I tried to empower them by giving them large shoulders. I don't know. I um, so it kind of the the body shape started to uh, depend on the perspective but then now um, it depends on the brief kind of mm-hmm. now um, it might not be the perspective it could just be that I used to make really large hands or
0: that's that's really interesting because it's true that your characters it almost looks like you're looking uh, a lot of time you're looking up at a mountain or something massive
1: mm, yeah that's yeah I like that
0: yeah angle. yeah and
1: then sometimes I make it the opposite way to kind of evoke a feeling of
0: Loneliness or or, vulnerability. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really interesting. And I wonder when you work with clients, how you have to adjust because the way you represent people and the way that you draw, I think, is very much informed by your own approach Mm. and your own ideas about uh, feminism and all that stuff. But when you have a brief with like an editorial client or a commercial uh, project, I imagine you have to kind of adapt the way that you kind of represent things
1: yeah i think i was a bit nervous about that when i was gonna start working more commercially because i wasn't sure i was gonna be able to stick to my rules for every brief kind of yeah but it's um it's worked out really well i think um, a lot of clients approach me or want to work with me because i i have these um well, I, I approach illustration in this way, and it usually suits the brief.
0: Yeah. Um, do you think it's it's because you've been very um, clear about what you do? Uh, maybe, yeah. Maybe I
2: think. Um, well, it's hard to say
1: because I haven't worked for that long. Um, uh huh. But I think that. Well for me I, I've always tried to do interviews or talk about my work in that way. Um yeah. so that's a big part of my work. I'm not I would be curious to know if people that do commission me if they know about that before. Some people I know do but some people I don't know if they they were aware.
0: Uh, the reason why I ask is because a lot of of people describe this sometimes when I when I interview them is that when they're first starting out and they're not maybe as as vocal or as sure about what they're doing, they've had issues where people come to them and try to yeah. commission something totally different from what they want to do. or And sometimes that issue comes from the way that, that they represent themselves, but also it's interesting how some people, that doesn't happen a lot to them. Um, and I think for you, it seems like your work is so... Um, it feels so personal that maybe that kind of is it's a non-issue for you
1: maybe i don't know i think my i guess my agency has helped me a bit with that as well it feels like they are very concerned or um, make sure i get the right brief that that fits me and my work and i really appreciate them for that
0: yeah yeah that that makes sense too yeah that that is also a situation in which like somebody's filtering the briefs, um, yeah, and kind of giving you what what you're going to be the best at.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I want to go back to to the beginning a little bit, and um, which wasn't that long ago. Like you said, you've been working for a couple of years, right? Two years. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Saint Martin's. I mean, I imagine first of all that must have been such a a cultural shock to, to go to the UK.
1: Yeah, it was. Um, it was very strange, but I, I really fell in love with London. Um, I think London is quite different from the rest of the UK, though. I, I haven't been to that many places in,
0: yeah, true. Yeah. in the UK,
1: but um, yeah, I, it was a struggle in the beginning, but I, I really enjoyed uni. And I spent a lot of time at university, um, yeah, and that was uh, amazing. I still miss uh, my time at uni. I thought it was really nice.
0: Did you find London to be very different from from where you're from in terms of the illustration community?
1: yeah so i i don't I didn't really get to know the illustration community in Stockholm uh, before I moved to London because I wasn't um. I, I didn't even know I, I wanted to be an illustrator before I came to London. I think, um, um, but I'm I'm excited to get to know the the illustration community in Sweden now because I'm I'm thinking about moving back
2: for for a bit
0: to to Stockholm or somewhere yeah to else. Stockholm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because supposedly Stockholm has a, quite a large creative community, or at least I've heard that.
1: Um... Yeah, I think so. There's a lot of really good illustrators here.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and And London is of course known for for its illustration community because a lot of famous people got their start in London, yeah, there's um, some
1: really good illustrators in in London.
0: there's so many although lately it seems like a lot of people have been moving away from London, that is true, yeah, yeah, that's true, yeah, yeah, like there's been more people going to Berlin and Spain or Portugal or different areas, really mm. I wonder if that's because London has become so so expensive um i think so yeah i think <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah it's it's i think it's great when you s- study and you start out but then yeah if you want to cuz i feel like you i was very nervous about starting freelancing in london cuz it felt like it was it's going to be so, so hard but oh, yeah. Um, yeah it's been it's been going okay but i think it's still because it's so expensive you have to have a lot of work to be able to live
0: in london yeah yeah. So I I want to talk more about um when you were going to St. Martin's did you what were the options that you kind of envisioned for your career? Cuz it sounds like you weren't sure that illustration was going to be the path for you. Yeah, no, I was um
1: well I I wasn't really um aware of what illustration was before I started studying at Central St. Martins to be honest. Um I think Yeah. I knew that people worked with drawing and for newspapers, but I didn't really know about the the profession, the illustration profession. But um,
0: and it isn't that strange. I mean, I feel like rarely does anyone know that that you can actually make a living off of no. illustration or what the illustration career is. Really. Yeah,
1: it's yeah, that's very true. I think yeah, we had. I think I first encountered what illustration, like the, the profession of illustration was when uh, we had a lot of um, uh, alumni uh, that uh, came back and did talks for us and they, some of them uh, were working as illustrators and I, I always loved going to those talks because it was so interesting to hear how people ended up working with illustration because it's, it's usually very different um, ways people to start working as illustrators I find some people start working um quite early after uni and some people might be doing uh, another job for several years and then get into illustration
0: yeah 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 there, there's many different ways to kind of get started but when
1: I was uh when I was going to graduate from uni I I, I was in between I wanted I was interested in started working at an animation studio um And I was interested in illustration. So I applied for uh, a few animation studios. And I also applied for... um, Or like wrote to some illustration agents.
2: Uh
1: And I didn't get any answers from any of the animation studios. So that's why I kind of decided to to, um, take the leap and go freelance straight away. I was a bit nervous about going freelance straight after uni. But it went really well. Because I think... A lot because um, I signed with Jelly when I graduated, and they've been so supportive and really guided me yeah. um, in this industry because it's quite. There's so much you
0: need to know about pricing
1: and stuff that I I I wasn't very sure.
0: When you were at Saint Martin's, did they kind of? Uh, I guess how did the program kind of teach? Those basics in business and was that a big um, focus for the program or not really? No, not really.
1: I think uh, the program was more about experimenting and being very like trying out stuff and failing, and um, which is which is nice. Um, But when it came to more business stuff, the only thing I remember is uh, the Aoi um, Association of yeah illustrators came. And did a talk, and that was really eye opening it was um blue bones she she works uh, at yeah jelly now, but she was working at the AOI then, and she did a talk about pricing and contracts and copyrights and it was really, really good um but it was also quite scary how much you had to know so uh-huh. when i I think I signed up with aOi then um and First, smallest jobs I got, I got some help from the Aoi about pricing and so, stuff,
0: which was nice. Yeah, so you weren't signed up with Jelly right away.
1: Um, well, I, I got the the first smallest jobs I got during uni, so in my second yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Um, I signed with Jelly um, when I graduated. So. Yeah. And th- that's when I got more like.
0: What did your portfolio look like when you came out of school? Um, Because it sounds like you really found yourself and were able to really articulate your style while in school. Which doesn't always happen for people. I know we were talking about how different people get started in different ways. But for some people, they don't find their style until, you know, like they have to work on personal projects for two years after they graduate.
1: Yeah, I think think those two years uh, before I started my bachelor really helped me find my style style uh, and like prepare me for uh, for uni and then the professional world because i I had more more years and more experience, and I knew more of what I wanted to do when I started my bachelor and that also led me to be more um i could um, really um what do you say um, use the facility so like really uh-huh. um
0: yeah, you, it's like you took advantage of that Exactly, time that's the word I was looking for. In a more productive for. way, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I could really take advantage yeah. of, of the education.
1: And um, so my portfolio, I mean, I think, I, I, and also the second and third year of uni, I, I entered a lot of competitions and I sent my work to a lot of online magazines trying to kind of get my work out there. Um mm-hmm. So I think my final portfolio that I showed
2: uh, jelly when I wanted to sign with them was mostly competition briefs that I've made
1: and a few personal projects
0: um that's really interesting yeah
1: yeah and um and the 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 commission I did with it's nice that in that portfolio, so it was The work I did in uni was was great. I did some animation work, which I was really proud of, but it was very much experimental to kind of find my style. And then when I actually used that style was when I did outside work for competitions or personal work.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of of chatter within the industry, within the illustration industry, about how competition might not be, in certain cases, ethical or fair to the artist. Uh, but it's, it's interesting to also hear about the other side, which is that they can actually really provide a lot of uh, publicity in a way, um, exposure. Which again is something that people kind of laugh at sometimes, but it it can be true.
1: Yeah, I think for me, it was it was uh, a way to kind of when when I did well in a competition, it kind of showed me that my work is good enough and. I don't know if I would give people the advice now to enter competitions that you have to pay a lot for because I don't think those competitions are the best. I would really recommend uh, the V&A Illustration Awards because that's for free.
2: Yeah, Um, yeah.
1: So there are some competitions that I think are worth entering. But also, I guess, not just competitions, but just like sending your work around, like getting it out,
0: like the... On the web and to people. Um, how did how did you approach that that kind of uh, thing, like sending your work around?
2: Um, I think um, I don't really know how it started. I think maybe I
1: had one competition where I was shortlisted in or something, and I started. I always included every magazine or competition that I had won or been written in. So it was kind of mm-hmm. like every time I emailed someone, I was like, very. I, I, this is what I can remember at least. I think it was very short and just like, hi, my name is Alva. I'm an illustrator. This is my work. I've been included in this uh, publication and I've been won this competition and kind of like listed all my achievements. Very <laughs> yeah,
0: bragging. Yeah. but still just being very. That no, that's not bragging, but yeah, um, it's an interesting way of doing it though because. I think it's, it probably works better than just being kind of modest and not saying those things.
1: Yeah, I guess. I was very, I just kind of went for it. I wasn't, I was thinking like, I had this idea that if I would be insecure about my work, other people wouldn't find it, like, would be insecure. So if I'm confident about my work and other people will, will think it's good, kind of, I had that idea then. I think it 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 worked to a certain extent. Um, yeah, it was kind of like an experiment for me just to see how if anyone would
2: write about it.
0: Did you did you send a lot
2: of these emails? Um, yeah, I think I did. I it was
1: a certain period where I was like just trying to find as many competitions or publications, like any uh, online publication I can find that featured illustration, I would write to them. Yeah. Um, but I was also very inspired by my classmates. A lot of people, they, like, I found out about the competitions or, like, the the online publications through my classmates. And yeah. uh, a lot of them also entered competitions. We were, They were really inspiring and, and influenced me a lot.
0: So how, how many positive responses or actual, like, um, like, How how many of those emails actually got you coverage? I guess. Do you think
1: not 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 too like not Not that many, many, but there were a few. Yeah, I think my an animation I made was featured on Boom. It's like B O O O O -O
2: M. Yeah, 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 yeah. And um, there were yeah, there were a few that that, uh, and also. Yeah, I can't. Sorry, I'm, I can't remember now. But um, no, 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 there were a lot
1: of people that didn't answer at all, of course. Um, but it was <laughs> yeah, just—it felt yeah. good just sending it out. So I, I, it felt like I did some work by just I, if someone sees it. Maybe if they don't answer, they will still see it um, and can't yeah. be aware of me. But...
0: Yeah. And did you have a website at the time, or
2: what uh, was yeah. your
0: I guess online presence?
2: I did I did have a website.
1: It was very simple. Yeah. And I also had... Someone told me that people liked JPEGs. So I had a few JPEGs that I sent out.
2: Um,
0: uh-huh. I tried oh, to post on Instagram. Emails? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, that's interesting, yeah. It's interesting that... I don't know, I feel like a lot of people don't necessarily... Well, they don't necessarily feel comfortable emailing people uh especially when they're starting out um if for you it doesn't sound like you were overly confident but you were just kind of i guess i don't know it it sounds like you just really went for it
1: <laughs> yeah i think i was pretending to be confident cuz i thought that would make me yeah, confident well, in the end or something
0: yeah yeah um so i, I want to know like how did you approach finding a cl- uh, an agent at that time cuz it sounds like you you reached out to Jelly, uh, and I imagine you reached out mm-hmm. to a lot of different people, right?
1: Yeah, I, I kind of did the same as with the online publications. I just, every <laughs> agent I could find, I wrote an email to. Um, and then I got uh, responses from three agencies. Yeah, um, And then I met with them. And um, I think Jelly stood out because they were so friendly, and I felt really really comfortable speaking to them and it also felt yeah. like they they really cared uh, about trying to uh-huh. help me out um so that's why i signed with them and i'm 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 very very happy I'm, I'm with them they're very they're so nice and they i i felt like i've been really supported
0: do you feel like in terms of promoting yourself it's been it's been very helpful or
1: um yeah I think uh the the first kind of promotion I i think I managed myself I was the the best promotion I got in the beginning was I was featured on it's nice that yeah but also I guess D new blood was also something that got my name out there because uh Nikki told me that um she she had seen my work then at the DNA new blood and that's why she kind of contacted me when I wrote to her um because she yeah. knew about my work since before and I think that was that was
2: a good thing that
0: Yeah it it people had already heard your name and kind of seen you around.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. And do you remember your your first client work that you got out of university like do you remember the first few jobs you got?
1: Yeah, I, I remember my dream job, uh, well, like, uh, uh, I'd always wanted to work with The Guardian.
2: Um, uh-huh. uh, I, um, I got an email from, from um, Sarah, an art director there,
1: um, and she said she wanted to commission me. This was a few days before my degree show, um, but then it never happened. I didn't hear anything from her. So I, um, The Guardian office is right next to my uni, Uh So I I emailed her when I was going to have my degree show and I invited her and, um, she came and we spoke, which was really nice. And then, uh, the day after she,
2: she commissioned me to do an illustration for, um, G2, which is like, um, um, I did like the cover for G2 and that was, that was a dream. That was really, really
1: nice. Um, because in the, the brief was uh, the the article was about um child abuse, and it was stories from people who had experienced abuse when they were kids and how they um handled that now
0: it's just such a it's a delicate topic to, a, yeah to it was a very
1: heavy uh, subject, but I was really like honored that she wanted me to illustrate for that article so it was that was for me that was really like really, really great experience because I've always wanted to work with
0: them. Uh, One thing that I want to ask you, because I know that from talking with Nikki, that that Jelly really focuses on asking the people they represent um, what they want to achieve and kind of helping them achieve those goals. I I was wondering if when you started being represented by Jelly, what did you say you wanted to work on? Like, did you mention specific companies you'd like to work with? specific types of projects you would like to do?
1: I think when she asked me the first time I met her, I was very, because I was so new and I just wanted to start working as an illustrator, I, I just said, I'd, I'd do anything. <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> yeah. But yeah.
1: then now, yeah. when I've been working, my favorite kind of work is, is editorial. Why is that? Um, The topics are usually more interesting. Well, sometimes they, they might not, but... I, I really enjoy when really good article and that you get to illustrate for someone that's written something great. And I, I I prefer, I mean, I like working on longer projects as well, but I prefer really projects. I think it's really, really, because it's short yeah. and it's kind of like you, you have to think of something quite quickly and then the, you get the result so quickly, usually, like when you see the, the illustration in, in the in print, it's really a great feeling.
0: Yeah, that's really quite satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. How do you usually work from, from beginning to end on editorial commissions? Do you, how do you sketch and how do you kind of do your work? Because we haven't really talked about how you actually illustrate, like what uh, tools you use.
1: So, when I do an editorial, for example, I uh, read through the text or the, the brief they've given me. I might do some research on the subject if I feel like yeah. I need to get more knowledge. Sometimes I do some visual research. And then I do small thumbnail sized sketches in my sketchbook with like a pen. And they're really small just to kind of get really quick ideas down, but also kind of to get like a composition down. And then when I found three or four, like when I thought of three or four ideas that I like, I move on to my iPad and I sketch in Procreate.
0: Oh, still in the sketching phase? You you mean you refine the sketches in Procreate?
1: Yeah, well, the sketches in my sketchbook are very tiny, so it's more like a just idea, and then I sketch it down uh,
0: on my iPad. Why, why do you do this first uh, step of like the smaller thumbnails?
1: I think it's just a quick way to draw the idea, because otherwise I think too much if, if it's going to be a large sketch. I kind of like the really small, quick way to draw it. And then I send the sketches... Over uh, they give me feedback. sometimes they want new roughs, or sometimes they
0: they want to modify something, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. and then i I do color offs. Uh, I do also on procreate,
0: oh, you mean you send color options after the sketches? yeah, oh, you do and okay. then
1: and then I do, uh, and when they've chosen which one they like, i I finalize it in Photoshop, usually,
0: I know some people don't really send color options. They just send a final and then. People or our directors will like modify that final, and that's basically how the the color works. But oh, wow. that's interesting to know that you send different colors.
2: Mm. Yeah, I
1: I find it hard when they want because um, sometimes they just want like a what's the word a color scheme, or like they just want to see the colors I might use. But I find it really hard. I like to add the colors to the drawing to kind of see how they work in the composition or how they balance each other.
0: Because when you've done a fully colored thing and, and you ask for their feedback and then they want to change one color, sometimes it really throws off the whole thing.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: Because yeah. it doesn't work like that usually. Yeah. How, how do you usually finish? Do you finish all your work in Procreate?
1: No, I, f- I, finish, I usually finish my work in Photoshop and then I, I, have, I use my iPad and, um, as like a drawing tablet. So I have an app called AstroPad that connects my screens.
0: Yeah, I use that too sometimes. Yeah, yeah.
1: So I really, I, I, I really enjoy working on the iPad, and I really enjoy working in Procreate. Um, it's very quick, and it's also nice. I, I think when I get a, a bigger studio, I might work more, uh, on paper and with other material. But right now, I really like the setup of just having to use some, a laptop and an iPad. It's kind of liberating because I can work anywhere, and I really enjoy that.
0: Why why don't you finish the, the illustrations in Procreate? Why do you why do you move on to to Photoshop?
1: I think the way like I use I don't know the name of it,
0: but I when I draw the,
1: my lines like my final lines, I I prefer to do it in Photoshop. I think the line is
0: nicer. Really? That's interesting, yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's cuz I I haven't changed, I, I haven't tried out that many settings in Procreate yet, but I just, I think it's just I'm more comfortable with drawing the final lines in Photoshop.
0: How how do you draw your lines in Photoshop? Because there's so many ways to do it. Do you use brushes or?
1: Yes, I do. Uh, let me see
0: how I do. So you just literally, you like, you use it in a very, like, you trace kind of your lines, right? Yeah, exactly.
1: I also do like, a lot of people think I, I work in. In vectors or with in Illustrator. Really? Yeah, I prefer Photoshop and Procreate because you can control the lines in another way. So
0: you don't use you don't use the pen tool or things like that. Sometimes when I have to,
1: but usually no, because I I I I don't feel like I, I can control the line in the same way. I don't know. I think I should, I'm just comfortable with the way I've always drawn.
0: <laughs> well, in a way, I think drawing in Photoshop it feels much more organic than Procreate a lot of the times because in portrait you have that like streamline helping you
1: mm, I use the streamline thing in Photoshop as well though
0: but yeah. oh you mean the smoothing smoothing yeah yeah oh yeah okay I see yeah yeah I don't really use that but when you draw without it it's crazy bad yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> in Photoshop yeah yeah it's it's yeah I don't know it's, it's just if, if I try to make my lines with it I'm usually like what is that I have yeah. to use a pen tool or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> That's funny. I always wonder if people use the smoothing or if they don't. I imagine when people are doing line art in Photoshop, they have to be using yeah smoothing. Some yeah, way. I always yeah. use the smoothing.
1: In the beginning, I I didn't, so I did the lines in ink, and then I scanned them in and did the coloring. But that was before I, I started doing profession. I uh, like uh, commissioned work because I, I I would like to do that now, but I don't have a s- scanner. I don't have access to a scanner, so it's like.
0: It would take me so much longer
1: yeah. i really I really like the the quick the,
0: the look of the line
1: I like the look of the line with ink, but I also really like how fast you can work on an iPad it's so pleasing that you can just you know airdrop the sketches to your iPad and uh, your computer and just
0: yeah 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 there's yeah it's really nice oh, do you use a spe- a specific brush or, or are you not really specific about that
1: no, no, I just use them the, the most common one um let me see what i use in my ipad um like the ink one i think it's called
0: and how about in photoshop do you use a specific brush to to ink your your work
1: can't remember i think i just
0: used the, the... like a hard round no yes yes exactly hard oh round. really okay oh yeah, yeah okay so very basic kind of yeah very photoshop basic. brush yeah mm. yeah why why don't you use something with with more texture why did you make the choice to go with something like that
1: um i kind of i like the simplicity of that one i i sometimes i add texture so i made my own texture brush and that's but i don't use i don't use that all the time and that's more for backgrounds
0: yeah i was going to ask you about about texture because some of your work is, is more textured than some of your other work mm. um i was going to ask you why and you know, what's your process for texturing, too?
1: Yeah, I think it depends on the brief, um, if I feel like it suits the project. And sometimes the client asks for it, and sometimes the client says that they don't want it. So it depends on that as well. I In the beginning, I used texture, like an ink texture that I'd made, which I, I might want to try to start working with again. But uh, but yeah, I, I kind of, um, right now I'm in a phase that I kind of prefer the flat. The, without the texture, but it's, it's different for different
0: drawings. Do you try to cultivate a certain kind of, I mean I, to me it's kind of crazy that people suggest that your work might be vector because I think you're cultivating a kind of there's little details that are imperfect always, kind mm. of, you know what I mean? That's nice to hear. <laughs> and that doesn't feel that doesn't feel like vector to me. No, yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, Is that something you consciously want to have in your work? Yes, definitely. Yeah,
1: yeah. that's why yeah. I like the lines you can draw in Photoshop and procreate uh, more than a vector line. I think, yeah, I really like the, the imperfections or the way it
0: flows. But I mean, also making the decision of not working just in vector is also about the process because it's just such a different yeah. process to work with anchor points and curves yeah. than it is to just draw on on the surface.
1: Exactly. Yeah, it's really hard to... I mean, sometimes I have to work with vectors, but then I usually just trace something because I can't. Start with
0: a vector. Yeah, like thinking in vector straight away. Yeah, is that's not yeah, that's very impossible. easy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I find that really hard too. Mm-hmm. It, the sketches are so important when you're working with vector. It's yeah. yeah. So I wonder if um talking more about you know business as strategy, if you could talk a little bit more about how you promote yourself now. I know you mentioned you entered a lot of competitions in the beginning. Uh, kind of emailed a lot of publications. Is that something you still do now? Uh, no, not at all as much
1: as I did. I think um, Jelly helps me a lot with uh, promoting my work. And then I I, I use in Instagram, but not too much. I just post when I have a new exciting project. So I try not to use it too much. I always update my website.
0: Do you still write to art directors or potential clients at all?
1: Uh, no, not at the moment. I've been thinking about doing that. So I might I might do in the future, and also I I'm still entering some competitions. Like I entered the v and I enter that one every year.
0: Why do you continue to to enter competitions? Um, I think um,
1: I I like uh, competitions. I don't know. I think it's um well, at least with the v and Illustration Awards, it's such a nice competition. I would love to be included in the professional category. Um, I I entered that when I was in uni. It's kind of like a goal of mine, I guess, to be entered in the professional yeah. category if I ever can. Yeah, my, my my agency entered me into the Young Guns uh, last year, which was nice because I was uh, one of the winners, and that was really exciting to go to. Um, uh, I went to New York to to collect the prize, but I think I don't think I would have entered that.
0: Yeah, I didn't even know agents could really enter you in competitions, but that's interesting. Yeah, they can, yeah.
1: They can enter you in yeah, that, as well. Like <laughs> a good agent, yeah. 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 yeah
0: that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you, um, have you ever experimented with sending out physical things to, to potential clients or or just in terms of promotion? Uh,
1: no, um, I don't think I've ever done that. I, I know that my agency does. They like to give out uh, stickers, which is really nice. Um, but I've never, I know some of, some illustrators, they do great stickers, but I, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's not really, I'm
2: not something I, I do, I guess I'm maybe in the future, uh, but
0: not right now. Yeah. And as far as Instagram, cause you mentioned that a little earlier, do you have a specific strategy for it or do you just sort of, you just sort of go with it and yeah. Of- I just post call, what you want when you want
1: yeah yeah yeah. I, I just just post uh, whenever a new
2: project is is live or published um and uh, yeah I I um
1: I don't use it very much I, I know some illustrators they they it's really exciting to follow them because they do so much uh, great yeah. posts and they really put a lot of effort into their posts and stories um but so I think that would stress me out too too much. So I try just yeah. to just stick to uh, posting about projects.
0: Yeah, it's 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 Instagram is just like such a difficult um, area to promote yourself, and it's yeah, it takes a a lot of effort I think to really have a an Instagram that people want to follow or as an illustrator. Yeah, yeah,
1: definitely. I think I the only time I received a lot of followers was when it's nice that I posted um about my feature yeah. they did and that's when i got like a, a lot of uh, followers
0: yeah it by the way i didn't i didn't ask but did you did you pitch did you pitch yourself to them or did they sort of reach out to you uh
1: i did email them uh, or like pitch them a lot um but they never responded to that but then um they had this like monthly monthly instagram brief yeah, and it was for International Women's Day, um, uh-huh. 2018, and I did uh, an illustration for that. So you could—they did like a brief, and you could do an illustration that's uh, yeah, similar yeah. To it's like
0: these—they min- have mini competitions, like yeah. That, uh, sometimes, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. And uh, that was included, and that's how they found my work. And then they okay. they emailed and wanted to do a feature about me. So that was really nice because I've always dreamed to be featured with them. I, I think I I look at their website like every day I work. I find so much inspiration there.
0: I wonder now that you work so much with clients, with editorial clients, but also commercial. Do you still find time to do personal work? Um,
1: the first year I did didn't really have time. I was just so excited about getting commissions. I was so um, busy. With that, but then now after um, some time, I feel like I, I, I
2: need to do my personal work. So I've started to do um, uh, a bit like a personal projects, uh, and then
1: I've also started to do some embroidery, just because I oh really want to do something with
2: my hand. Um, but it's yeah, it's hard to find time. I I, I think. Um, I
1: need to be more structured about my time I work because now I've, I've had a bad habit of just working a lot, uh, which I think is easy in the beginning because it's so exciting. But I think what I need to do now is kind of get a good balance between professional work and personal work, but also uh, not working at all.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, are there projects that you say no to?
2: Uh, yeah sometimes i i've had a, f- a few times i've had
1: to tell my agent that like um, i need i need you to um maybe not sending me any commissions at the moment because i have to uh-huh. take some time off or like not like a long time but just i need to you know have some
2: some
0: a break. Because it's so hard to refuse commission sometimes. But yeah. Sometimes at the same time when you're more experienced, you know what works for you and what doesn't. And I was wondering if that happens more to you now, that you maybe are more discerning in the kinds of projects you'll accept because you have been working for, for a couple of years.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, definitely. I think if I don't feel
2: excited about the brief, um, it's very it's not that often I say yes to that kind of project. If it's not like a project
1: that my agents think is good. Um, like sometimes yeah. I ask for their advice and it's like, is this, is this an important opportunity that I should say yes to? And then they say yes or no. Usually it's, it's, it's no if I don't find it uh-huh. exciting. Um,
2: so yeah. yeah um, but I'm still like, I'm still very excited about any project that comes in. Um, I think
1: I I, yeah. I just say no if I feel like the brief. Maybe if the project is not really, um, I like. I I have a, a rule that I don't do any projects that I feel is, um, you know, sexist or anything close to that. Uh, so I want it to be very like in line with uh, my
2: ideals.
0: I mean, working with clients, have you had um, some some bad experiences? You don't have to name names or give any specifics or anything like that but i'm just curious
1: um yeah i've had some struggles like i did a, a larger advertising project one of my first ones and it um it was hard they wanted something they 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 wanted something different than my style um uh-huh and we realized that um
0: uh, after you signed yeah
1: yeah after we worked with them for a bit so but then my agent stepped in and it's really uh, good and supportive. I've been, otherwise I've been quite lucky so far. I haven't had any bad experiences. Sometimes there's like, it's been some editorial commissions where I've had to work really late and they want changes and changes and changes. And that can be really hard. Yeah. But that was for a, for a commission that I really wanted to do. So I really pushed myself, um, but yeah. I think, again, that's where my agent stepped in was like, should we, is this okay? Can you manage? And if I wouldn't have been able to manage, they would have been like, we can't uh, do this one if it's going to be this uh, hard. I mean, if they want these many changes, because sometimes there's a limit to how many uh, roughs or changes you can make.
0: <laughs> What's the hardest thing about being a freelance illustrator? Um, I
1: think personally, the hardest thing for me, I think, um, is. Not working uh, close to people. Oh, okay. Yeah. I haven't found a great studio yet. I mean, I've been to some really nice studios, but I think I haven't found the studio yet. And um, it can be quite lonely.
0: So how how do you work? Do you work at home?
1: I've, yeah, I worked a lot from home. I, but I also, I prefer working in like more sp- sp- I really miss my uni in that sense. I would like to work in a space where there's a lot going yeah. on. So I like to work at the Barbican in London. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, I'm familiar. Yeah, it's it's yeah. very beautiful there. Yeah, it's so nice, and there's so much uh, going on around
0: around you. Yeah. Which I
1: really enjoy. Um,
0: yeah. So I guess the isolation and the not having many people around you when you're working.
1: Yeah, I think that that's been the hardest hardest thing for me because you feel quite alone after a while.
0: Yeah, or I guess disconnected too from mm. from the rest of the world. Yeah. 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 I have one other one other question that I want to ask you before before we wrap up and I I ask you some smaller questions to wrap up, but that's um, if you could talk directly to the young illustrators who are just starting out, who might be listening, what would you tell them? What advice would you give to them? Um, I would
1: um, say that they should uh, work hard and be confident about their work and show it to people and talk about it Um, and uh, get it out there. I think. And even if you don't feel super confident about your work, you just pretend you're confident about your yeah.
0: work. Yeah. I think that works, actually. It does, I think. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that's actually really good advice. Uh, you don't really actually have to be that confident in yourself to pretend. It, no. You can just pretend. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I think a lot of people do that. Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, uh... <laughs> but you know what? I think a lot of men do that. But I yeah. think that less women do that actually than men yeah
1: that's actually really funny Um, because that's what i what i was thinking when i was in uni i was like if i was a man what would i do now and
0: then yeah 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 try to be really confident yeah 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 they've just internalized more that they can pretend to be confident it's okay and i think women haven't internalized that as much which is interesting and makes a lot of sense yeah I'm going to close off the interview. I just have these smaller questions to ask you. Are you a big book reader? Or?
1: I like comic books more than you, But
0: I, I do I do really
1: like books as well. I, I've read a lot of feminist science fiction. I did that for my final project. I wrote about feminist science fiction. And that's really something I continue reading.
0: Yeah. Can, can you give me some of your favorites or some of the ones you've really enjoyed? It doesn't have to be your all-time favorite.
1: <laughs> Woman on the Edge of Time by Marge Piercy. Yes one of my favorites uh-huh and um um I want to call this one Ursula Le Guin I really like her
2: the left
0: hand of darkness It's yeah 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 Yeah. what is it about science fiction that you find kind of inspiring I guess
1: um I think um well especially feminist science fiction I think it's really exciting how they or these books at least talk about gender and what gender can look like in the future, um, and they also talk about stereotypes and kind of twist, twist yeah. it around,
0: which is really interesting. Do you do you have books that you return to for 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 inspiration a lot?
1: No, I do have one comic book that I always like to look at because I just love the way it's drawn. Uh, it's a comic called Black Sad.
0: Black Sad.
1: Yeah.
2: It's oh, kind of I like this
1: it. cat detective. It's more like a noir detective story, but it's uh, uh-huh. just, I, I just love how it's um, drawn. I always get really inspired, even though it's not similar to my style. It's just I get really inspired by the drawings.
0: Oh, that's cool. Alba, thanks so much for, for talking with me and for taking the time to talk. It Thank was, you so much. It was much. really nice to hear more about your story and your path.
1: It was so, so much fun to talk to you too. Thank you so much.
0: And that was my conversation with Alva Skog. I hope you enjoyed it. Alva, thank you so much for taking the time and sharing your story. I hope you all have a safe and creative week.